With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So as we know, um, the supreme axiom is as above, so below. As within, so without. That's part of the law of correspondence, which is the law of Talhudi, or Hermitri Majestus. When scientists perform they examine the brain tissue on extraordinary individuals, such as inventors, scientists, spiritual leaders, world religion, or religious and political figures, in comparison to everyday working so-called ordinary people. And what they've discovered is details, more vivid details in the brain size, in the brain wrinkles, the brain cell size, and the brain neuron amounts, and also the brain dendrite connection difference. In other words, the higher the conscious level, the more different or differences in the brain structure. Moreover, all right now, moreover, all of the different levels of consciousness are actually expressed as the one collective consciousness, which we deem is called infinite consciousness. Now, the issue is consciousness and its various levels. What most people don't realize is that when you study psychology, you have gamma waves, you have beta waves, you have alpha waves, you have theta waves, and you have delta waves, and you have delta theta waves, all right? These are the different states of consciousness as told to us in psychology and and psychiatry. Now, you know that Gamma waves deals with being real alert, you know. Um, beta wave deals with normal waking state of consciousness, um, deal with some focus and deal with some concentration. Alpha wave deals with trance-like state or deep relaxation, light meditation, you know. Um, that's, that's the time when you have the ability to, in order to go into super learning mode, all right. Um, then theta waves deals with um, you know, REM, which is rapid eye movement, dream state, deep meditation, intuition, memory, and vivid um, imaginary, I guess you would say dreams or visions. Now, delta waves is usually deep sleep. Um, they call it dreamless um, state or transcendental meditation. Um, this is where you can actually tap into your immune system function and actually self-healing. Then you have data delta waves, which is, you know, almost near death. This is what the yogi masters have mastered in which they can actually slow down the heartbeat until it's almost undetected. All right, so you understand that that is, you know, the aspect of psychology. All right, now me being a sociologist, um, this is what we was taught in college. Now, one speculation is that the traditional practice has formulized um, a method for stimulating, you know, these various conscious levels through what is called your endocrine glands, which is superimposed 
what we refer to as your chakras within the Vedic or Sanskrit or Hindu Kush. Now, to work in a different mode, which has a more direct effect on consciousness, um, perhaps ultimately by stimulating the release of DMT, that is the whole purpose of meditation, deep meditation, which that you normally reach when you get to the data delta wave level. All right, that's when you can actually begin to excrete this DMT, um, you know, which is produced by the pineal gland, which is known as the pineal body, you know, uh, which actually is an eye. You know, um, scientists have discovered that this sand-like particles, magnetic, they are magnetic, in which that is um, like lenses. They act like lenses around the pineal gland. And when the kundalini energy comes up, the 33 vertebrates, and hits the pineal gland, it actually beams forth and solidifies, and that becomes what is called within your Bible, the crystal city. Now, that crystal city is actually what is known as the philosopher's stone, because that is actually a diamond, because you are carbon. So when you have temperatures such as 6,000 to 2 million degrees, which is the kundalini, as it raises up through the um, seven chakras, it transforms from 6,000, which is equivalent to the surface of the sun, to project 2 million degrees, which is the equivalent to the corona mass ejections, which is the plasma in which that is shot off from the sun. You have that same exact equivalent of energy within you right now. This is why quantum physicists states that you are a walking star because your whole body is composed of dead supernovas or stars, okay, dead stars, which is a supernova. That's actually what you are, all right? Your whole body, your whole composition is composed of it. Now, you know the pineal gland um, you know, resembles a tiny cone shape, you know, and it sits in the center of the brain between the two hemispheres of the brain. Um, the gland also has been compared to, um, you know, what we would say in the occult as the third eye. Now, French philosopher um, Rene Descartes states that the pineal gland is the principal seat of the soul. That is where the soul is embedded at. Now, the soul in which they're referring to is actually the spiritual soul in which that when the kundalini energy comes up from the base of the spine, that is all set, coming up through the seven caverns or seven caves um, within, at the last one, which is the seventh one, she meets with her divine mate, which is Osar. And from that connection produces Heru which is equivalent to what we call Christ or Christos, the anointed one. That anointing is the position of that DMT. This is what is meant by a Christ. When you go into that delta wave um, meditation or consciousness, now we speak about there's seven levels of consciousness you know, in which that we often have spoken about, we have the seven breaths of consciousness in which that taps you into each one. For example, a person, average person can breathe 18 breaths a minute. 
which is only the reptilian brain or the brainstem is activated. That is part of what is called gamma waves, which is based on fight or flight. All right, then you have nine breaths a minute. So as you slow the breath down from 18 breaths to nine breaths, you go into the limbic brain and it becomes activated. That is uh, what's called alpha waves. Now with 7.5 breaths, you tap into the cerebral. That is the um, cherubims within your Bible. All right, oftentimes when you see the Ark of the Covenant, you will see two angels facing each other with their wings going towards each other, which symbolizes the two cerebrums in the brain, which is the two cherubims, in which that stands in front of the Garden of Eden with the flaming swords, as well as also the two cherubims that is on top of the Ark of the Covenant, in which that has the replica of this, of where the science of this actually come from has been found in Ethiopia amongst the Kushites. Okay? Um, the, we know the Jews do not have the Ark of the Covenant. All right? Because they're not real. They are, they are converts. All right? So we have 7.5 breaths in which that activates the cerebrum, cerebrum, which is dealing with lower beta waves. Then you have six breaths a minute in which that deals with the medulla oblongata, which is where your past lives and your photographic memory is housed at, which deals with higher beta waves. Then 4.5 breaths in which that your pituitary gland becomes fully activated, which is dealing with beta waves. Then three breaths a minute, your pineal gland becomes fully activated, and no disease can exist at this level in your body. This is delta waves. Then you reach collective consciousness, which is one breath a minute, which is actually infinite consciousness. And all portions of the brain are activated. All right? So, which is called delta theta waves. So we understand that by utilizing your breath, and one breath a minute is very, um, is something in which that should be worked on, because that's simply breathing in 30 seconds and breathing out 30 seconds. That's one breath a minute. If you did that for 72 minutes, you would have reached the subatomic um, states or level or infinite consciousness. It is at that level, like you said, um, you are fully connected with the universe, with God, with the Godhead. All right? So there is differences also between the predominant left hemisphere thinker and the predominant right hemisphere thinker. The left hemisphere of the brain is the masculine, male, analytical, linear, verbal, and rational. Now, the right um, brain is female or feminine, you know, um, intuitive, holistic, sensual, and abstract. Now, the melanin increases the speed of the nerves and of the neurons and the brain messages in the brain, which are transmitted between the left and the right brain. So you have to know how to excrete more melanin, which is in the form of DMT or in the form of what's called penoline, all right? And when it's transmitted between the left and right hemisphere of the brain, all the signals are transmitted throughout the body um, nervous system or network. Now, um, for those who want to read more about it, you can get the book African Holistic Health by Dr. Layla Africa. He speaks about it. Now, with practice, certain breathing exercises 
meditation techniques, alkaline water, and proper eating habits, more so if you're, you know, if you eat at least 50% raw food, you'll learn how to use both brains, you know, in unison, as we would say. It's energized. Now, you achieve an internal balance of the inner female and the male aspect, which is, you know, yin and yang, Shakti and Shiva, or Set or Saw, which is Isis and Osiris. Um, all of that symbolizes that connection, what's called the divine marriage is heaven. You read the Bible, it speaks about um, the bride and the bridegroom, you know, who becomes married in heaven. And that is all talking about when the Kutalini reaches the crown chakra, the top of the head, which is called the kingdom. You know, so, or as we say, dome peace. Now, in order to reach the levels of these extraordinary individuals, as we was talking about, you must supply the brain with plenty of oxygen, which is ra, or prana, or chi, or ki, or what we refer to as the Holy Spirit. Now, Moderate scientist states that a, um, a brain cell needs more than 10 times as much oxygen as any other cell in the body. It is reasonable to assume that we can also, um, that we also need at least 10 times as much, um, you know, as melanated people of raw, um, prana or chiaki, Holy Spirit or bioelectrical energy ourselves overall because we have more melanin than anyone else um, on the planet, being, you know, Africans, African-Americans, et cetera, Moors. Um, so, therefore, it becomes essential um, to get at least one hour of sunlight, all right? Some scientists say as much as up to three hours of sunlight a day for your melanin, okay? Um, but at least one hour. We know that the sun is 93 million miles away. The rays of the sun takes eight minutes and 20 seconds to touch down the planet Earth. Um, it takes eight minutes and 20 seconds for the blood flow to go through your entire body and then bathe your brain in its divine nutrients of vitamins and minerals and so forth and so on, enzymes, hormones. Um, so it takes the exact same time. So that's no coincidence. We are the universe in miniature form. That's the macrocosm, not the microcosm. Okay? Now, we understand that there's many names for the universal life force energy, or the all pervading energy. You know, however, you know, this correlates to, you know, uh, you know, what our Christian brothers and sisters say that God is everywhere. And so, when you go outside, um, you are surrounded by energy in which that comes in through the North and South Pole. Uh, if you was there at the North Pole, at the South Pole, you would see what's called Aurora Borealis or the um, Aurora, which are the lights um, at the North and South Pole, in which that come in at the various colors from um, green to um, red to purplish colors. Same colors actually up the rainbow, Roy G. Bay, uh, which is um, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. All right? Now, it's believed that you activate more brain cells as you increase the energy levels in your brain. So because the average person only uses about 10% of their brain, that means that there's 90% of the brain in which that goes unused. So 
When you practice certain techniques such as Qigong or Tai Chi or Reiki or pranic healing or any of these energy modalities, you increase your levels of activation in the brain, all right? You open these 90% um, unused brain neurons um, between the synapses and dendrites. You also open and activate 90% of the DNA in which that goes unused, which is non-coded, which is called junk DNA. Scientists recently have discovered that junk DNA actually is transmitting messages or codes in which that did in which they they did not realize before. Now, through various breathing techniques, um, you're able to increase, you know, that chi, you know, into your DNA, throughout your cellular structure, into your brain, all right? Now, one of the techniques is called the alternating nostril breath technique, in which that you will close off your right nostril, breathe through your left nostril, for four seconds. Hold both nostrils for 16 seconds. And then breathe out the right nostril for eight seconds and then reverse. That helps synergize both brains or both hemispheres of the brain, as well as also send and rush oxygen and prana into the brain area, in which that with the proper thought, it can actually send that energy throughout the cellular body and the DNA in order to lengthen the telomeres, which actually um, are the strands. Um, you know, they claim that we only have two strands of DNA, but actually we have up to 12 strands of DNA, and actually 12 strands of ethereal DNA, which actually is about 24 strands of DNA. Now, these strands can be lengthened through proper breath and through storage of prana in your dantians. You have your lower dantian, which is your navel, or right below your navel. You have your heart chakra. You have your third eye. Those are the three places that you store energy. All right? Wow. So some people have also noticed that melanin in the brain increases from the lower primate and reaches its peaks in homo sapiens sapiens. Right? Now, we get ready to make a jump from homo sapiens sapiens to homo Christos, which means that we become the same as Christ. All right? Hence the real word for the word Christian. Now, the brain melanin is concentrated in a region that functions at a gate for all sensory, motors, emotional, motivational input and output, as well as a region that meditates um, or mediates conscious awareness in general. Now, if you get the book Kabbalion by the three nations, it states that the all is mind and the universe Everything in the universe is mental. So as we said, man is the universe in miniature form. All right? Now, that must be realized. All right? So when we get into the chakras, you have to understand about the endocrine glands. You have seven major endocrine glands. Um, some have nine, and we're developing to 12. You have your pineal gland, pituitary gland, thyroid glands, also your parathyroid glands, your thymus gland, your spleen, pancreas, your adrenal glands, sits on top of the kidneys, as well as also the women, the uterus and the ovaries, the male, um, the prostate, and the testes. Okay. 
Another science here. So, um, mastering the science of breath. Uh, why is that important? Is it a necessity? Well, we understand that we can go without food for 30 days or more. We can go without water for about a week and a half to two weeks. You can only go without the breath about three minutes to six minutes, the average person. Therefore, the breath is the most important thing out of the three. All right? Next would be your water, then third would be your food. So um, is it necessary to master the science of breath? Of course it is, because it's the most important thing that you do. Matter of fact, you'd be 25,920 times in a 24-hour span. That is your great year or great day, which is equivalent to the great year, which when the sun goes through the 12 zodiac sign, it takes it to travel every 25,920 um, years. So that's the equivalent once again. These are divine mathematical correlations between you, the earth, and the universe, the sun. All right? This galaxy. So it is very important to learn that. You know, um, the alternating breath that we just talked about, the yogi teaches that the left nostril is the passageway for the moon breath, whereas the right nostril is the passageway for the sun breath. This yoga is called Hatha Yoga. And Hatha literally means sun moon. Now, the sun breath um, states, you know, to be electrical, positive, magnetic, uh, not magnetic, um, positive and masculine and warm. Whereas the moon breath is said to be negative, magnetic, feminine, and cool. All right? It is said that you want to breathe more through your left nostril. Now, what happens at almost every two hours, the nostril um, clogs up, you know, one of the nostril clogs up, and then um, it switches back and forth. All right? Um, you want to get to the point where you're actually breathing through both nostrils simultaneously. All right? Of course, when you start out, your left, you want your left nostril to be actually breathe through more than your right nostril, which is the cooling one, so that your um, circuitry would do not overload. Okay? So the left nostril is very powerful, which is the moon breath, and which it helps to keep the body from overloading or just electrical surges um, through the spinal and through the nerves in the brain. You have 31 plus two nerves in the spine, well, 31 in the spine, two outside, which is 33. Then you have 12 pair of cranial nerves that sits around the pineal gland in the brain, okay? Now, that is something in which that when they are electrified by the Kundalini Shakti, it develops your psychic channels, all right? When these 12 cranial nerves are electrified. So, and the breath technique in which that we just talked about is that alternate Nazi breath technique. That is something in which that you have to do on a daily basis. And it also activates the sympathetic nervous system you know, at the solar plexus, which is also very important 
as far as maintaining a healthy disposition and um, not to be depressed, you know. Um, there's another very interesting thing in which that um, Ben Sol study concerning the Kundalini from an engineering perspective. Um, he stated that 7.5 hertz oscillation of the heart muscle rhythm induces mechanical hertz frequencies in the brain that in turn creates a stimulus equivalent of a current loop. Now, you've seen this example in which that is known as the unk. All right, the unk is the exact same symbol of this 7.5 hertz oscillation of the heart, of the brain, and as they come together, it's the equivalent of this current loop. The nerve enters in that loop corresponds to the route in which that the Kundalini raises, which is in a crisscross pattern through the Eden and the Pingala, and then as they are open, it, the Kundalini comes through the hollow area of the Shishuna, which is through the spinal column, hollow area in the spinal column. All right? These are the, what is called the three nadis. You have the Pingala, the Shishuna, and the Eden. Now, uh, when you read your Bible, I think it's like Matthew 27, 38, it speaks about the two thieves that was crucified with Jesus. One was on his right and one was on his left. All right. In Luke 23:32, it says that they was known as the male factors, but they was put to death with him. The one on the right said, you know, remember me this day in paradise. You know, um, the one on the left said something negative and said, you know, said, you know, if you be the Christ, why don't you just get yourself down from here? You know, so those three, that story, that metaphor symbolizes the three nadis in your spinal column coming up from the sacral bone area where the kuta, near the kuta gland, where the kutalini resides at, and also your lashlo pores, which is known in the antibody cells of mitosis, which have formed your physical body into existence. You have 76 trillion cells in your body, but these cells never change your whole entire life. These eight cells remain the same. The other 76,000 cells around you change every over a course of seven years. Okay? Um, another important thing, if you get the book, African Origin of Biological Psychiatry by Dr. Rich King, and peace be and pleasant, um, blessings be upon him, or bliss be upon him, um, he just recently passed. Um, a couple of months ago. Um, but concerning the presence of melanin, he states that it's the key agent to heighten psychic sensitivity in the human organism. He said the pineal gland is rich in neuromelanin, which according to also scientist Frank Barr, is a phase-timing information processing interface molecule, which is phototransducer. It's a phototransducer. Now, what this means is that the pineal gland is strongly related to light and that the body built in light meter responds to light levels by producing melatonin, which determines the metabolical or metabolic rhythm known also um, as the third eye and is linked next to the crown chakra on top of the head. All right, now. When you study the pineal gland, you see that it's a reddish gray 
and about the size of a grain of rice. We feel some people are kernel of corn, Michelle P. Matter of fact, um, this is where the term pea brain comes from, which is being about is about five to eight millimeters. Um, it is located, you know, like you said, right at the center of the brain. Now, the pineal gland is also, as we said, um, has 144,000 um, magnetic crystal or quartz-like sand particles on it. And when solidified by the Kundalini, it becomes like diamond. Now, we also speak about, um, Dr. Rich King also speaks about the fact of the pineal gland being calcified. And he stated that 5 to 15% Africans, 20 to 35% Asians, and 60 to 80% Europeans have calcified pineal gland. All right. Now, if you get another book, it's called The Bioelectrical Magnetics. Bioelectrical Magnetics. And it says, calcite microcrystals in the pineal gland of the human brain first physical and chemical study. Um, this is by Lang. And in the paper, it states that the pineal gland converts a neural signal into an endocrine gland output. It is located close to um, the anatomical center of the human brain. It says the total of 20 glands from the human subject range in the age from 15 to 68 were studied. And microcrystals was found in every gland in quantities ranging from 100 to 300 crystals per cubic millimeter of the gland. All right? Now, remember, we said about 5 to 8 millimeters. Now, there was another study done by Kirkovich in which that states that the minute crystals of magnetite in the human brain and has suggested a mechanism for coupling of microwave radiation to them. Now, basically what that means is that um, that there's radioactive, there's radioactive, uh, radioactive, you know, uh, solar energy, this energy coming from the sun. Um, it helps. It couples with the magnetite. It activates. All right. It sends forth signals from the sun. These pulsations or these rays hits the pineal gland. All right. It hits the pineal gland, and the pineal gland reflects the light of the outer sun received by our antennas called our hair throughout the skin, which is our melanin, or in particular, our melanocytes, sending the photons to the inner sun to be dis um, distributed to the other melanin energy centers called the endocrine glands, in which at the pineal gland actually acts as a step-down transformer of electromagnetic energy, you know. Um, it sends that energy to the pituitary gland, then the pituitary gland to the thyroid glands, Parathyroid glands, and then to the thymus gland, to the pancreas, to the spleen, to the adrenal glands, to the prostate, testes in man, and then the uterus and the ovaries within the woman. So it says this energy that we collect down. Now, if you go to Revelation, the fourth chapter, the um, sixth verse, it speaks about this crystal city that I spoke about earlier. And it said in front of the throne, there was what looks like a sea of glass, clear as crystal. In the center around the throne was four living creatures, and they were covered with eyes in front and in back. That is all talking about um, the pineal gland, 
All right, now you go to Revelation 21.10. It says, the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descended out of the heaven from God, having the glory of God and the light was like unto a stone, most precious. Remember, we just said magnetite, all right, which is actually a stone, all right? Now, when it hits, now, magnetite is dark in complexion. It looks like a piece of coal as we know when coal is heated up or carbon is heated up, it transforms into a brilliant diamond, hence the crystal. So even like a jasper stone, it says clear as crystal and had a great wall and high and had 12 gates and at the gates, 12 angels. Now that is the 12 pericranial nerves, which is the, actually the 24 elders um, mentioned in the book of Revelation, which is nothing more than your 12 pericranial nerves. Now, according to the Taoist, the center of the brain becomes the pineal gland, the pituitary gland. They call it the crystal palace. Um, it's between the old brain at the back and the new brain at the front of the head, between the left and the right hemisphere of the brain, sitting between the two wings of the mysterious ventricles. They rest between the two large um, cerebrums at the, um, at the arterial um, end of the cerebellum. The cerebellum is one of the oldest features of the brain involving, um, you know, the correlations between the muscular activity of the body um, and the nerves, all right? It's said that when the pineal gland is activated, it becomes illuminated like a thousand suns. This is what the, um, the Taoists teach. It says the sense of white light flowing within and without may be uh, when the pineal gland is highly activated, producing DMT chemicals during the height of the peak. Now, DMT is also naturally producing small quantities in the brain, and it has been hypothesized that DMT is produced in the pineal gland, all right? Um, actually, when we are first being developed as the human fetus around 49 days after conception, and also um, right before we pass form or die. Now, when the crystal chamber is um, lit, transcendental visions occur. Transcendental visions probably occur due to increased kutalini flow, raising the dopamines and also um, the phenylene, um ethylamines, which is, um, you know, the precursors to what we call um, DMT. All right. So the end result is that we increase in visual um, visions. You know, inner visions, inner lights, we're seeing auras and vivid dreams and also also develop healing capabilities. Okay. Now, my teacher, Grandmaster Sonyata Saraswai, um, if you read his book, Jewel in the Lotus, The Tantra Path to Higher Consciousness, he states that around the pineal gland of twelve pair of cranial nerves. Now, of course, 12 pair means 2. 12 times 2 is 24. As we said, this is symbolic to also to Jesus and his 12 disciples at the Last Supper, King Arthur and his 12 knights at the round table, as well as also um, the sun and his 12 zodiac signs and 12 planets. All right? Hence, 12 planets and 12 zodiac signs, 24. Now, Rudolf Steiner, founder of the Anthroposophical Society, he was a former member of um, the Theosophical Society of Brother Madame Vavasky, both of them being the teacher of Adolf Hitler, all right, um, he states that the zodiacal nature and microcosmically reflected in the human being 
in multi-ways. He says the 12 constellations seen under the dome of the filaments are reflected under the dome of the human being's skull. As Steiner has said, there are 12 primal or principal nerves that originates in the head. This is true, but only as part of the picture. One can confirm nerves and nervous system. That the peripheral nervous system is made up of three parts, namely the cranial nerves, the spinal nerves, and part of the um, atomic, um, autonomic, um, what's called involuntary nervous system that is outside the brain and spinal column. Um, for those that don't know, the melanin has its own DNA. Now, these three are the trinity above what we call the zodiac. The highest of these three are the cranial nerves, of which there are indeed 12 pairs follow. And it says the cranial nerve sits around the pineal gland and the master gland of the endocrine gland, which is the master endocrine gland of the center of the brain. Now, I keep going back to that center of the brain because um, these 12 pair of cranial nerves sits directly around it. You have the olfactory nerve, the optic nerve, the olecolomolar nerve, the tricladial nerve, the trigeminal nerve, the abducian nerve, the facial nerve, the vescular bluetooth nerve, um, the glossial forginial uh, nerve, the vulgus nerve, the accessory nerve, and the hypoglossial nerve. Now, those are the 12 pair cranial nerves. Now, that is also symbolic to what we call within, um, you have the 12 zodiac signs, you have the 12 apostles, you have the 12 tribes of Israel, the 12 tribes of um, Ishmael, uh, or the 12 prince of Ishmael, which hence is number 24. Again, you know, what, this is this is no coincidence. So if you go to Revelation, the fourth chapter, the fourth verse, it says, and round about the throne was four and 20 seats. And upon the seats, I saw four and 20 elders sitting, clothed in white raiments, and they had on their heads crowns of gold. All right. So we understand, you know, this is what this really is, you know, that, you know, um, that the scriptures are really referring to, you know, so. Um, no coincidence to go to um, Genesis 25th chapter. Like I said, it speaks of Ishmael, and it says here, it says, these are the sons of Ishmael, and these are their names, by their names, by their towns, by their castles, 12 prince, according to their nations. So you have the 12 tribes of Israel and the 12 prince of Ishmael, 24, um, as we said. Now, this comes right, um, you get the book Blacked Out the White Wash by Dr. Suzar. Um, this concept is derived from off the walls of Tamaray or ancient Kemet, Egypt. And you can see from the book of the Um Duat, which dates back to around, I guess, about 16th dynasty. All right? Which is about 16th dynasty. Um, it says, hence, it is also represented to 24 elders around the throne mentioned. All right? So, the same 12 are mentioned in the book of the Amaduat, and that is no coincidence, all right? Now, there's another book in which that people might want to get. It's called um, The Science of Healing. This one is by Dr. Malachi of York, well, who's known as Imam Misa at the time, and he had something in there which that was very valuable. He states, the center of the six-pointed star symbolizes the spinal cord, the crescent symbol, the crown, 
and its divine contents. For laying within the brain is the radiant kingdom of Allahu, subhanahu wa ta'ala, within man. Now, he's saying something very important if people pay attention. He goes further and says the sustainer of this realm is the pineal gland, the lamb, and he is surrounded by his 12 disciples or the 12 um, conversions of the brain or the 12 spiritual centers in the brain that relates to the 12 major pairs of the cranial nerves, which passes from under the surface of the brain through the openings of the cranius to reach the organs in man's body. All right? He goes on, he said, at present, there are normally only a few of these 12 spiritual centers open or activated, affecting man's daily life. As man progresses spiritually, these tiny valves leading up the spinal column opens one by one, all right? Eventually, he spiritualizes, and the last three pair of nerves, which is turned, opens the 12 spiritual centers of the force in the brain and floods the physical form of spiritual power and awareness, changing man from the son of man to the son of Allah, or the son of God. Um, the 12 cranial nerves has a counterpart, which is 12 positive and 12 negative, which given a total of 24. This coincides with the 24 elders that sat on the throne. So even Imam Misa, since Dr. Malachi of York, he was teaching the science of healing that it was a metaphor for the physical body. And this is what we have to come to the conclusion of when you study these particular scriptures that it is actually talking about the human body um, ultimately because as above, it's talking about the astrotheology, um, you know, the astrophysics and the uh, influences and the part that these outside forces or natures play upon the structuring of the human body and the manufacturing and the sustaining of the human body. Without the sun, you would die as being a melanated being. Matter of fact, if you don't get enough sun, you would develop what is called SAD or seasonal afflicted disorder. Okay? So um, that, that is, you know, something else there. And if you go to another good book, um, is the Morris Holy Quran Circle 7. Um, that was divinely prepared by Prophet Noble Ali. You go to Chapter 2, which is the education of Mary and Elizabeth and Zoan Egypt. Um, you go to the 18 verses, states, teach them that Allah and man are one, but that through cardinal thoughts and words and deeds, man tore himself away from Allah, debased himself. Teach that the holy breath will make them one again, restoring harmony and peace. Once again, what will make us one again? With Allah, with our God, with our Lord and personal Savior. With the higher self is the holy breath. The holy breath is the only mediator, all right? When it says Jesus is justice, and you read about Jesus being justice within the nation of Islam teachings, within the nation of gods and earth teachings, and within the Moorish um, Science Temple of America or the Moorish Holy Temple of Science, um, you will see that Jesus is equivalent to justice. Justice is talking about actually the breath. And Jesus symbolizes the breath of life. He was the word made flesh. 
So it's not a white man from 2,000 years ago that's coming back to save us. And, you know, it's not, um, a, you know, or spaceships coming out the sky to save you. The own, your own saving grace is going to come through you mastering the science of breath. All right? Um, we know that it's the breath in which that composes and keeps your physical composition together. All right? The insulation and exhalation are known as two forces in the universe, sympathical and centrifugal force. Okay? That's what it is, sympathical and centrifugal force. And when these two forces um, interact, it produces a hole or a gravitational pull or a release upon the physical body. Okay? Now, if you go to another book, um, actually, go to another chapter in the Morris Holy Quran, chapter 7. Um, this is chapter 7. It's about the friendship of Jesus and Lamas. And it goes on to say, the holy breath is true and is and is that which was and is and evermore shall be. It cannot pass, nor can it be, um, it cannot change, nor pass away. And Jesus said, man is the truth and falsehood strangely mixed. Man is the breath made flesh. Once again, man is the breath made flesh. All right? That's what man is. The force is the will of Allah and is omnipotent, and the power is that will in manifest, directed by the breath. This is power in the winds, a power in the waves, a power in the lightning stroke, a power in the human arm, a power in the eye. The ethos causes these powers to be, and thoughts of Elohim, of angel, of man and of other thinking things, direct the force when it has done its work, the power is no more. Now, this correlates to the fact of when you watch the movie um, Star, Star Wars. Um, you had the first three trilogies and, of course, the latter three tri trilogies. Um, they all spoke about this force. All right, now we know what the force is. May the force be with you. And directing this force, it comes by way of mastering the breath. That's what made you a Jedi or the Jedi. All right? And you notice that the Jedi or Jedi carried these multicolored lifesavers. But that is nothing more than the colors in which that when the Kundalini comes up through the chakras, it changes those various colors. So you see some red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. You've seen Samuel Jackson, who was a so-called black man. He was the highest. He sat at the head of the Council of the Jedis, and he had the highest lifesaver, which was the color violet. Okay? Well, of course, they had to make him die, you know, uh, you know, to be somewhat relevant, you know, uh, you know, as part of their, you know, conquering, you know, of um, so-called, you know, black man. You know, in these movies, you know. Um, so, let's let's talk about um, Jesus for everybody can have a proper context here. Um, another book you can get is the Aquarian Age Gospel of Jesus the Christ of the Piscean Age, which was transcribed by um, Levi Dowling. All right, Levi Dowling. Um, that is where a portion of the Holy Quran, Circle 7, comes from, as well as also it comes from another Rosicrucian text um, called Unto Thee I Grant. All right. 
which is from the infinite wisdom lessons of the Rosicrucian, right, which is actually more science, right, in which they developed from the Knights Templars and their interaction with um, the Moors, right, Sahudin. And you can see this part in the movie Kingdom, the Kingdom of God. Um, I think that was the name of the movie, The Kingdom of God. And um, you can see the Knights Templars um, in interaction with um, the Moors, the Sufis, all right? And, um, you know, the Moors, Sufis, as you go and do your research, you will find that they had portions of, you know, all aspects of the ancient Egyptian mystery system. Right, um, you can find that in Stolen Legacy um, by George G. James. He states that the Moors were the custodians of the ancient Egyptian mystery school. And so, portion of this information was passed down to the Knights Templars, in which they developed into the Rosicrucians, in which they developed into Freemasons. Okay, um, let's be clear about that. Um, this is all more science. Now, when you go into Jesus, let's break down Jesus for everybody to be clear. Not only do Jesus represents the breath of life, um, when you do the English transliteration of the Greek word Isus, all right, Jesus Isus, the word Isus is from the word Zeus, and it's derived from the Hebrew Aramaic word Yahshua, Ahoshua, which means salvation, all right, or the Lord who is salvation. Now, when you reach back into the Egyptian text, mythology, you find that um, Yahshua, Shu, is the ancient Egyptian name of the Netter, who is the first begotten son and the only begotten son of Atum, just like Jesus is the only begotten son of God and is called the second Adam in the New Testament. Well, Shu is the first and only begotten son of Atum and is called Atum the second. Okay? That's no coincidence. That is right there within the ancient um, Egyptian text that you're talking about actually the breath of life. That's what Jesus actually symbolized. So the word shu means emptiness and he who raises up. So this is telling you that through the mastery of the science of breath, you can actually go into the deeper levels of consciousness as well as raise the kundalini energy up through the various chakras. Like I said, um, the average is nine, is seven. Um, some have developed nine, and we, will, and we will eventually develop 12 to 13 chakra system. Now, it's no coincidence that Shu is the personification of air. In other words, the breath. Therefore, the breath, which is Shu, is the Lord who is salvation. To drive the point home, what's the sound all of you make when you sneeze? You make the sound, Yeshua, Yeshua, Yeshua. All right? Or Yeshua, Yeshua. All right, so that right there is the code in which that the ancients left you, for you would never forget what the real Jesus is. So as I did on, on one of my shows, I said, well, the real Jesus, please stand up. And the real one is talking about the breath of life itself. Remember, God breathed into the nostrils of man and made man a living soul. So, yes, Jesus was with you or with the God in the beginning. Because it says in the Genesis, the first chapter, that God breathed into the nostrils of man and made man a living soul. What did God breathe into the nostrils of man? He breathed in the breath of life. Hence, Yahshua. Right? This is why the Old Testament 
deity was called Yahweh, and the New Testament deity was called Yahshua or Yahshua. You have the word Shu embedded in between the word Yahweh to make Yahshua or Yahshua. That is no coincidence. So Old Testament, New Testament. Old Testament, Yahweh symbolized the higher self and lower self. New Testament symbolizes lower self, higher self, but also the mediator between the lower and the higher, which is the breath itself, which is Shu. So the Old Testament told you about the battle between good and evil, which is lower self and higher self, but to mediate the differences between the two comes forth Jesus, which symbolizes that sacrifice. In other words, the only way that you're going to master um, um, and see God or see enlightenment is actually through the sacrifices in which that you learn how to master these breath techniques, taking time out your daily life and master this. This is what is meant by when Jesus was on the cross and that he gave up the ghost. All right, giving up the ghost is actually talking about raising that spirit up. The ghost is the spirit and raising that spirit, that Kundalini energy up. You, you give up the ghost, you give it up, you raise it. And what it says, it said that um, um, he went to go be with his father to sit on the right-hand side of his father, which is actually symbolic to the activation and the awakening of the right hemisphere of the brain, which is into more of a holistic point of view. And it gets you from out of that linear thinking in which that we've been so used to because we've been taught only to use 10% of our brain. This is now dumbing down of America, you know? So, all right, um, I'm, I guess I leave it right there. I, I think I probably done dropped enough as far as, as far as that is all concerned there. Wow, wow, very interesting, brother. Um, I have I, I have more than a few questions I would like to ask you. Um, yes, could you could you give us a um further explanation of Delta and Grandma Race? Yeah, well. Let me, let me, I guess, I guess we say like this, like I said, the gamma waves is when you're very, very alert. Um, it's like, um, for example, how a cat is, you know, um, if you just slightly move or make a sound, the cat is instantly aware of what is taking place and is actually beginning to start running or, you know, making moves or hissing or whatever the case is. That is us at gamma wave state. Then you have beta wave. These are what is called EEG brain frequency charts. All right, these different waves. Now, beta wave is your conscious mind. Let's say that this was normal waking state of consciousness or alertness, concentration, focus, um, the five physical senses: touch, taste, smell, hearing, and seeing. That's beta wave. Now, alpha wave. Now, now, let me tell you this: is that for gamma wave, the frequency is about 30 hertz um, to 48 um, hertz. Beta wave's frequency is like about 12 to 30 hertz. Now, alpha wave's frequency is about 7.5 to 12 hertz. And alpha wave is the gateway to the subconscious mind. Now, that deals with deep relaxation, light meditation, usually with your eyes closed, um, visualization, creativity or what we call super learning, all right? If you was able to breathe at this particular level of alpha waves, you would actually 
develop a photographic memory and you will be able to heal light ailments in the body such as um, diabetes and um, high blood pressure. You know, you will help be able to heal habits, um, ill habits in which that you have, okay? Um, so if you didn't want to smoke, you actually would go into this mindset and tell yourself that you do not want to smoke any longer, and you will come out of the meditation with no desire to smoke ever again, okay? Then you have theta waves frequencies, which is about 4 to 7.5 hertz, which that taps into um, the subconscious mind, but deeper level of the subconscious mind to the superconsciousness, which that usually deals with light sleep, um, induces um, um, what we call REM, which is rapid eye movement or dream state, um, intuition, memory, um, vivid visual imagery such as um, visions. Um, at this level, you can actually smell in your dream. You are lucid. Wow. You can actually come out of the body at this particular area. Um, so for the solar plexus, you'll have an out-of-body experience. Or if you raise the energy, kundalini energy up above that into the crown, then you can actually soul travel, which sounds like a popping at the top of the head, like a gunshot. All right, you'll come out your body at the top of your head, which is your soul, which is soul travel. Soul travel is different than um, astral travel. Astral travel only gives you the ability to go to the astral plane, all right, or astral project, you know, from the ethereal plane into the physical plane. So you have access to the physical plane, the ethereal plane, and the astral plane, which is the emotional plane. The soul travel have the ability in order to give you the whole gambit of all seven um, stages of consciousness or all seven planes or seven paths or seven heavens, which is your physical, your ethereal, your astral, which is your emotional, your mental, your causal, your spiritual, and your soul. So you have the ability as a soul, tra as soul travel to go through all seven conscious levels, all seven um, dimensions or apparent realities, okay? Um, then you have delta waves in which that deals with um, a deeper um, aspect of the subconscious mind, which you call the unconscious or the um, supra-conscious um, mind, which we also refer to as the magnetic conscious mind, all right? Um, in which that usually deals with deep sleep. Um, sometimes you dreamless state. Um, transcendental meditation, automatic self-healing, um, immune system function. This is what we were saying that at this level of consciousness, there's no disease in the body because you can actually do everything self-healing because this is the magnetic um, consciousness at this point. So anything that was drawn to you, you want healing, um, it will happen. It will take place because the messages, um, the codes, the dendrite synapses in the brain, um, is connected real well now with the nerves of the body, the brain, the 12 pair, the cranial nerves, the spinal nerves, and the 76 trillion cells in the body. There is a much increased connection between those areas, and this happens delta waves. Then you have delta theta, um, delta theta waves, in which that um, now delta wave that is up to four hertz. 
that's like um, ranging from one to four hertz. Um, delta theta waves is about 0.1 to one to two hertz, all right, frequency. And that is when you reach what is called infinite consciousness, collective consciousness. Um, this is where um, you have the ability to be at one with your higher self, all right? You have reached what we would call Godhood, okay? And like we said, the breath method in order to reach that particular level is one breath a minute. So if you breathe in for 30 seconds and breathe out for 30 seconds for 72 minutes, you would be able to tap into subatomic level or what is known as that infinite consciousness, okay? So that that is basically, that's the sum up everything right there as far as these different psychological um, waves or concern and how it correlates to states of consciousness. Yeah, okay. Um, another question I had, could you give us like some further emphasis on the seven, the seven breaths? All right. Um, what we was talking about the seven breaths, um, we're talking about the seven states um, of consciousness, like we said. Um, you have 15 breaths, which is the average breath, in which that, like we said, taps into the gamma waves. So the average person breathes 18 breaths a minute. All right? So that means that they're working off the reptilian portion of their brain. That means everything dealing with them is me, myself, and I. I mind you get yours. Um, fight or flight. Everything is dealing with ego for that person who breathes breaths a minute. So to get outside of the ego body, you have to learn how to breathe nine breaths a minute and deeper. At nine breaths, you tap into the limbic brain, which is alpha waves. At 7.5 breaths, you tap into the cerebrum, which is the lower beta waves. Um, you have six breaths a minute, you tap into the medulla oblongata, where your past lives are located at, and also in photographic memory. Um, the Qigong masters, the Tai Chi masters, the Taoists, they would actually tap at the back of their head. The Shaolin monks, the Buddhists, the yogis, they would tap at the back of the head to scar that area. That's right up under the knot at the back of the head. That's the medulla oblongata. And that is part of the higher beta waves in which that you actually can develop um, your photographic memory as well as also gain access to the past life. That is your personal Akashic records. That's your universal library in miniature form. That is where your past lives are located at your last incarnation. Okay? By scoring it, you actually get glimpses. It will come by way of dreams. It will come by way of daydreams. Um, you will gain access to your past life information. All right? Um, at 4.5 breaths, your pituitary gland is fully activated, like you said, and that's data waves. At three breaths a minute, um, the pineal gland is fully activated. That's delta waves. At one breath a minute, all portions of your brain is activated, and that's delta beta waves. So that's how these seven stages of consciousness correlates to um, the seven psychological states, as well as also um, these seven breaths also correlates to activation, as you hear, of the seven areas in the brain, or what's called the seven states of the brain. Okay. Now, um, I remember you mentioned something about the Crystal City. Mm-hmm. Basically, basically, we being like an embodiment of the Crystal City. Like right. that was like 
Right. Well, in your third, in your um, in your um, third ventricle. All right. Um, you have your um pineal gland in the third ventricle, and the pineal gland oversees the third ventricle, in which that is embedded with fluid. There's fluid all around the pineal gland. It swims in fluid in the um, third ventricle. Um, when the pineal gland is activated by the Cotillini, um, what happens is that it crystallizes, in which that um, produces and lights up the cave or that cavern of Brahma, as it's known as within the Vedic um, Hindu Kush um, text. All right, if you get the, um, the Mahabharata, if you get the Haspana Shahs, the Mahabharata, um, these stories are told within these various books. Um, of the um, Hindu Kush people, you know, and it all speaking about um, how these things are part of you right here and now, not something in which that is to come. Um, the only reason why they spoke of it as in future terms, as if something that was coming, such as Jesus and his second return, um, is or the Jews waiting for Jesus to return or to not return or to come now, is all that is talking about because in the ancient comedic text, when you look up um, SL um, Kares, all right, Kares, which is another name for Christ, you will see in there that it specifically states that he was called the ever coming one. So he's always coming. It's not something to just come um, 2,000 years later. All of this is talking about when, when you master your breath and you raise the Kutalina energy up, it comes to awaken or saw. Also, is the sleeping soul in the pineal gland, and you must awaken the sleeping soul. This is where the sleeping beauty um, story comes from. And, and then the seven elves, or the seven dwarfs, as we would say. The seven dwarfs symbolizes the seven chakras. And one of the main ones was sleepy. Hence, Rip Van Winkle. In other words, we, we've been asleep. We've been put into an, an amnesic state. The Kotalini is known to be sleep or wrapped or half sleep, wrapped, um, you know, wrapped three in the time, half times coil at the base of the spine. So that means if it's half sleep, it means it must be awakened. So you awaken it through mutras, sutras, and which is particular positions of your fingers on your, um, you know, your thumbs on your fingers, tap, um, tips. You know, and also um, particular positions and particular tones and sounds that you make. You awaken the Kutalini. Um, movement by particular, such as the Kutalini, uh, which is called um, the snake, the cobra, um, in which that you arch your back up, you know, and as you come up, you go into the, um, like the dog pose. And what this does is awaken the Kundalini. This is known as in Kundalini Yoga um, to awaken the Kundalini. Um, or rocking back and forth. You're, you're rocking your back and forth during certain tones. Um, awaken the Kundalini. So when the Kundalini is awakened, now it must do its job. As she is awakened, she must, being that woman was first, she must awaken the man, which is symbolic to our saw, which is now the soul, the sleeping soul, in the brain, and when the soul is awakened, all right, and from the union of um, our said and our saw, comes forth who? Heru. 
That is the story of the ancient Egyptians where it tells you that um, Orset um, became like the ba or bird and lit herself over the clay phallus in which that was created by Tahuti in order to, um, and made Osar ejaculate to form, um, you know, Heru, to bring Heru into existence. That was where the concept of the immaculate conception come from. You know, so all of that is talking about, uh, you know, real sex. So therefore, if it's called the immaculate conception, this takes place inside of your physical body. You know, through the energy um, bombarding, um, through, you know, you know, invert and converging upon the pineal gland to awaken on saw, which is the sleeping soul, to become Heru. You know, so Heru is nothing more than a, um, the incarnation of all saw, you know, which is the awakened soul, you know, and that's what Christ, you know, is actually symbolic to, is the awakened God. You know, just like Buddha is known as the black God. Krishna was known as the black God. And then all of this is talking about the awakening, the awakening, okay? The black was symbolic to the excretion of, um, of the precursors of melanin, which is a black substance, but it comes in two forms, which is serotonin and melatonin. Okay. Oh, all right. Um, the reptilian brain, could you explain that for us? Yeah, the reptilian brain is the primal brain. It's the first brain um, in which that, when the kundalini energy comes up, it strikes the um, um, the brainstem. Um, the first place it hits is that reptilian brain. There's 12 sites um, on that reptilian brain in which that, according to Dr. Leila Africa in his book, Nutricize, only two of those brain um, melanin centers are activated within the European. All right? Um and they're on the reptilian portion of the brain. And um, and this might account for the fact of demonic possession, in which that you um, now hear about David Icke saying that they are the reptilians. You know, but that actually is demonic possession. You know, um, when entities or spirits, what they call walk-ins, are able to take over that vessel of their body and um, control for a time or for a purpose in which that is necessary for them to accomplish what they want. So um, usually when you're vibrating off the lower chakra or the lower self, like the most dominant part of your brain being used is the reptilian brain, which you right. say did. Okay. So right. what, mm-hmm. what, what's basically the highest part of the brain? Let's just say that if you was, if you was like resonating off the seventh or the, the, or the ninth chakra. The highest part of the brain is the neocortex. This is why... Um, Neo was called that. That's why his name was Neo in the movie Matrix, because the highest part of the brain is called the neocortex, which is the frontal lobes. And it's called the new neo mammal brain, which is the new mammal brain. That is the um, the last brain in which that has just been developed, in which that actually is very psychic. Which oh. is. All right. Okay. Hey. Right, and I remember you mentioned something about raw food. Um, you said raw food. You're supposed to eat about 50% of raw food, and this supposed to assist you with that um, operating more than 10% of your brain. Is there any particular raw food um, that's very beneficial for that in general? Well, um, um, if you can eat salad and wish that is real colorful, like, 
the colors of your chakras that would be very benefit, um, beneficial. Um, there's various herbs which that you can get which helps with the brain functioning, which is ginkgo biloba, guadalcola, and also ginseng. Those are called the three Gs. Um, you can also, um, for anyone who might have um, brain issues, you can use St. John Wart's valerian root, lobelia, and also those various three Gs um, in order to help, um, you know, conquer schizophrenia and, you know, compartmentalization of the brain and different things like that. Um, also, it can, you know, deal with Parkinson's disease, such as, you know, what Michael J. Fox has and also what Muhammad Ali had. Um, also, it can um, deal, which is nothing more than accumulation of aluminum in the brain. And um, aluminum, you know what I'm saying, uh, is a forgetful agent. That's what it was used for during World War II under Adolf Hitler, all right, um, was to make the individuals forget and also to make them docile. We don't think it's a coincidence that uh, when you examine the chemtrails that large amounts of aluminum is being dropped upon us uh, from the sky. Like I said earlier, this is part of the dumbing down of America. Okay. Now, could, could you give us a review of um, the 12 DNA strands in junk DNA? Yeah, the junk DNA, um, scientists at one time claimed that um, they didn't know what it was used for. They said that it was nothing more um, evolutionary material in which that we no longer needed. That is not true. Actually, it was part of a 12-strand system. Um, so we have two strands of DNA, and so therefore... These are 10 strands in which that were just left off to the side, as we were saying, which is non-coding. In other words, um, it wasn't activated to its fullest potential. But now scientists have recently said that they are seeing transmissions or messages or codes coming from the junk DNA. And so, therefore, they're seeing now that children are being born with three strands of DNA, um, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 strands of DNA now. And these are the children known as the um, indigo children, the rainbow children, the crystal children. Oh. Crystal children. What is, what is the crystal children? Um, the crystal children are the last ones in which that I spoke about when the Kundalini crystallizes the pineal gland. That is the, um, the philosopher's stone. That is what um, the occultists are looking for when they speak about the philosopher's stone is talking about um, the alchemical principle of transforming lead to gold, um, raising the kundalini from the base chakra, which is lead, to gold, which is the crown chakra, which you get that illuminated sun disc around the brain, um, around the head, which that um, shows that you have truly become enlightened. You're there? Yeah, we're right here. Okay. There's any questions from anyone? Yeah, I think I lost Brother Amun. One oh. second. Okay. We just lost him one second. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, we want to ask, uh, what's the... How how is the um, consciousness or or back before two thousand 
It was a lot of good lectures and good DVDs. We felt that when the uh, after your after your debate was all right, but later later and down the line, yeah, debate. Yeah, after, sorry, Doc. Well, no reason my car dropped. I know, I know. A question. All right, because we felt that the um, consciousness had dropped, you know, from right. the time of 2003, 2004, when it was just lectures in the House of Consciousness, and then they started having a lot of like debates, like around now, and we felt that it wasn't um, the consciousness or the application knowledge wasn't being applied, and people got caught up uh, watching fights more than uh, doing the application knowledge with the um, knowledge that you're kicking right now. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, really, truthfully, um, there's not too many um, so-called debaters in which that can um, deal with me when it comes to um, me, you know, being so well-educated in so many different fields. You know what I'm saying? Um, myself and Brother Seti, you know, to us, it wasn't really a debate in so many words. You know, it was just us simply being there, educating the people, um, you know. But, you know, Seti, you know, with his rah-rah, type of a um, manner, you know what I'm saying, um, you know, that had a tendency to sway crowds. But when most people go back and actually analyze the information in which that was being put out, you know, um, I win the debate based on that alone. You know, oh, yes. Um, which uh, yeah, no, no, I want you to understand that what mm-hmm. we're asking you is not to debate, but after all, uh, of the, uh, all of the debates that was after that they were just arguing, and the knowledge that was um, the, the consciousness level dropped. Yeah, and when the time of you and Phil Valentine were just, and Myra was just doing uh, lectures, and everybody was just teaching. I was in the Shrine of my aunt originally. Right. So, therefore, and then all of that was good. And But then after, um, and not your, no, I'm not talking about yours, afterwards, and I know you won that, but afterwards, and I didn't feel that like you even had to do that because that was, that was beneath your conscious level. But at the right. same time, you were trying at that time to talk about us starting here, and he took it over there. I killed that myself. But the point is, what I'm asking you about is the, the level of consciousness has dropped in the mm-hmm. consciousness community or in Harlem, where I'm from, since mm-hmm. everybody's debating instead of just listening to the application knowledge that we had with the metaphysics. And it got distracted and this other stuff, and then nobody's applying the knowledge. That's the biggest problem we have is the application. Brothers like yourself, after you do the lectures, the people don't apply the knowledge. Right. Well, you know what? You know, this this is only, truthfully, I think the science of breath is only meant for certain people. Even though we all breathe, I don't think we all um, have the mental capability to want to sit down and actually tap into our higher selves because we think that it's more so glamorous to just be materialistic and to be egotistical. And that is what I've seen within the conscious community is that, you know, people would say that they are conscious based on the fact that, you know, they eat raw fruits and vegetables, you know what I'm saying? But yet don't do any breathing exercises, don't do anything in order to enhance the energy within their body or internal powers. Um, I see that as for not because I know people who've been vegetarians and had cancer. You know, I know people who... Um, you know, so I mean that that is that's a no go. You know, so you know, um, matter of fact, I know a sister who was vegetarian for fifteen years and had a heart attack. You know, so I mean, the thing is, is that people have to up their game. You know what I'm saying? Eating, like I said, is 
um, next to water. So you want to be able to have the proper water, which is alkaline water. You know, your body um, oscillates, you know, as far as, you know, with the water, the, you know, alkalinity, pH balance, as we would say, at 7.4 hertz. Okay. Um, so you want water that's at least 7.4. And if your body is toxic, then you want it at least 8.5 um, in order to get rid of the toxins of the body as much as possible. You know what I'm saying? Then go back down to 7.4 on water so that you can, you know, keep that, you know, because matter of fact, that's the same pH balance of your blood as well as also of your plasma. You know, um, it's like saline solution. All right. Um, Saline solution. Um, As a matter of fact, um, at one time, um, they have actually used sea salt. All right. Um, you know, um, and water in order to um, actually, they at one time was using this blood transfusions. You know, then all of a sudden they felt that um, you can use um, other human beings' blood. But the best was that when they used the um, saline solution or what is known as sea salt, you know, because they had the same pH balance as your blood plasma. You know, so um, when we're looking at the debates, we're looking at something like you said, it can't be generated because it's only about money. And so, um, you know, I know that for a fact. You know, my wife um, actually got that brother son that are concerning that. And it was on videotape, but um, he cut that videotape. But the, um, um, she questioned him and said um, she grabbed his children, um, you know, and said, is this not you know, what you're fighting for? It's your you this is who you're fighting for, your children. You know? And, you know, so this is what, you know, this would be the focus of, you know, the information should be the focus for them. For they can come behind this and have some type of library so that they can continue to struggle. You know what I'm saying? Um but that is no longer the um, mission. Now it's just about making some money, you know, paying some bills. Indeed. Brother Moon, please ask your question. I'm sorry. I know you got cut off by mistake. They did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah no no problem. Uh, I remember you mentioned a term about uh, divine mathematical correlations. Uh, could you add some details on that? Yeah. No, ultimately, everything is based on pi and the golden ratio means. You know, um, so, you know, we know that pi deals with 3.14, so forth and so on. Um, so we understand that, you know, the pyramids was built in that manner. Um, the mounds around the planet was built in that manner. Um, we understand that, you know, our physical anatomy is built on that. The scale of music is based on that. Um, we understand that all of these things, all of these principles, it goes right back to um, the golden ratio or a mean or either two pi. Um, so, you know, with this, you know, understanding, overstanding, understanding, um, we know that it's mathematical. And like we said, when I was taught, you know, in the nation of God's nerve is a five percent of that. You know, that the sun is 93 million miles away and that it takes eight minutes and 20 seconds for the sun rays to touch down to the planet. And we also 
understood, overstood, understood that um, it takes eight minutes and 20 seconds for this, you know, blood in your body to circulate through your whole body and then back to the top of the head to bathe your brain in nutrients. That's correlation. Then we know that your physical body is 75% water or three-fourths water. Well, the earth is 75% water, three-fourths water. Um, so the majority of that water is salt water. Um, so hence, um, it is known fact that in order to stay healthy, if you get this book by Batman Jelani, um, 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 it was called The Body Many Cries for Water. And in that book, he said if you take a pinch of salt every morning and put in your water, you know, um, you know, it can actually cure diabetes, HIV, high blood pressure, um, lupus, sickle cell anemia, so forth and so on. Because you're making your body the same as that of the water of the earth. Hence, you're understanding um, perfectly the correlations. Of course, now the salt in which that you use was Himalayan salt. Um, some use black Himalayan, some use pink Himalayan. Um, but it is said that the black is the best, so you can actually use that. Um, you know, just a pinch of salt, you know, in the water. Some use baking soda. You know, make sure you don't have the aluminum in it and just sodium bicarbonate. Um, you can use some of that. And it says that get rid of cancer. Okay? Um, so we understand, um, understand, you know, how these correlations, you know, so um, here's a mathematical, you know. Um, it's no coincidence that um, the brain is 90% water, you know. Um, we can only see 90%, we can't see 90% of the universe, you know. Um, 90% of the universe is in dark matter or black energy, you know. So we've seen these mathematical connections everywhere in the body. The body is 33, there's um, 33 vertebrates in the back, you know. Um, there's 31 plus two nerves, which is 33. And there's no coincidence that the King James Bible is 66 books, you know. There's no, there's no, um, um, that there was 33 generations from Adam to David, and then 33 generations from David to Jesus, making 66 generations, and him being wow. the root of David. You know, right. um, so these mathematical correlations is all over the place. It's everywhere, but it's all talking about the human body ultimately. Why? Yeah, and that was make it divine. And that's okay. what make it divine. Okay. Here's First Corinthians three sixteen. Do you not know that your body is the temple of God? True that. True that. Yeah. Um, not too long ago, I was reading this book entitled "The Crystal Connections" by um, Randall and Bayer and Vicky Bayer, and mm -hmm. um, I'm just gonna read a small excerpt of this. And, and, it, and, it, and it coincides with a question that I have in regards to your topic. But um, this book states, and I quote, Quartz constitutes an amazingly high percentage of the earth crust. The single element, silicone and oxygen together, constitute approximately 75% of the outer 
explanatory shill. Out of this, 13% is quartz. Now, I remember you said something about um, quartz particles in the brain. Um, could, could, could you go ahead and emphasize on that a little bit, the quartz particles of, of the brain? Right. Well, this is um, sand-like particles. They're called uh, magnetic um, magnetite, magnet, uh, magnetite um, particles that's in the brain. Um, what happens is that when the Kundalini energies comes up the spinal column and it strikes the pineal gland, um, those particles solidify, which that cause um, one gigantic lens, as we've been saying, um, in the pineal gland. And when the pineal gland is engulfed with um, blood, it can actually swell up to the equivalent size of a dime. At one time, it used to swell up to the equivalent size of a quarter and even larger to a half a dollar and even a dollar. Um, and it sat more at the top of the head. This is why on the tombs um, in order to say the temples of the ancient Egyptians, um, Tamarans or Kemites, you would see um, the pineal, the pineal um, being identified as the pine comb and it's sitting on top of the head. Because the pineal gland used to actually sit more up towards the top of the head. And we actually used to breathe through the pineal gland at the top of the head. It's the same sort of area um, that C. Freeman L. speaks about in which that the soul comes in and embeds itself into, which is right there at the pineal gland. And as the, um, Renee Dakaris stated, um, the pineal gland is the seat of the soul. Um, and then, of course, right in between the perineum um, of the male, which is right between the shoulder sac and the anus, there's an indenture area there. Um, we used to breathe through there, up from the ground and down from the cosmos through the crown chakra at the spot at the head and merge the energy at the heart chakra. And therefore, we accumulate energy, uh, prana, chic energy at the heart in order to fulfill our desires. Um, the heart symbolizes that magnetic attraction um, sphere, which is now um, at the hertz of 528 and um, higher. Um, which is at the um, which is love, you know, which that stems from the root chakra to the heart, and then from the heart to the pineal gland, you know. Um, so we're dealing with um, these particular tones and frequencies, you know. Um, so this is what all of this is talking about, you know. Ultimately, once again, right back to um, the magnificent uh, physical body, and um, it's you know um, amazing ways, you know, spiritual enlightenment. Okay. Now, uh, electric magnetic energy, I remember you had uh, mentioned that in your presentation. Could you uh, give us some more details of that? Um, The negative energy? Yeah, yeah. Um, Electric magnetic energy? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, what happened is that um, electric magnetic energy is based on the principle of centrifugal sympathical force, which is push and pull, which is actually... Uh, insulation and exhalation. Um, by mastering the science of breath, um, when you breathe in, you're magnetizing. When you breathe out, you're electrifying, all right, in a sense. So, um, once again, when you pull in, you're magnetizing. When you breathe out, you're electrifying. So, this is good for learning how to transmit healing energy. 
as you breathe in the prana chia ki energy, Holy Spirit, into you, and you learn how to store this energy, then you can, you know, uh, advert karma in a sense, because karma is only at the level of the zodiac, in which that when a person, let me say, let me put it this way. When a person is under the influence of the zodiac, that's karma, because the zodiac is called the clock of destiny or the will of life. However, we spoke about there's three areas, the spinal column and also specifically the 12 pair of cranial nerves. And the last three pair of cranial nerves, when they become enlightened, you actually is above the zodiac. So therefore, you're above karma at that point. And the reason why you're above karma is because um, you have alleviated, based on your um, enlightenment or endarkenment, um, you have alleviated all the karma, and therefore you understand now karma to its highest um, order. You have now come back in tune with Mayat, okay? And, you know, of course, we know that Mayat has seven principles. You know, Mayat has, you know, peace, uh, reciprocity, order, balance, truth, justice, righteousness, you know, um, you know, so we understand that, you know, these are the principles of Mayat, and you embody these principles at these at this higher level. So, therefore, um, you understand what goes around comes around. You reap what you sow. So it's no longer karma, no longer has any effect on, on, upon you because you have mastered those particular laws. Um, you have mastered the Ten Commandments in which that comes forth from the 42 laws of Mayat, you know, um, and also the 147 confessions. Um, negative confession. So when you build up negative energy, which is called karma, um, the only way in order to alleviate it is by um, is by the way of the breath, by moving the energy up. You alleviate karma. You burn through those ethereal threads. Um, otherwise, um, you'll stay a victim of karma and the influence of the zodiac um, upon you. So yes, it is valid in order to study um, astrotheology, astro, what's called um, astronomy and astrology or cosmology, because you must know their influences in order to conquer them. So if you were a child and you received your cosmological chart or your astronomy chart, birth chart as a child, and you begin to understand that these are the influences in which that you are come, that you came in on, um, then you can move into other realms and frequencies in order to... Um, because now you understand your weaknesses, and you also have your strengths all right there written down, you know. So by mastering these particular um, aspects of your, you know, positivity, um, you know, you, you conquer the negative, um, negativity. So so that's really the key, you know. Okay, okay. And uh, I remember you mentioned a term, DDT. Uh, could could you define that, and then once you finish, could you um, give a brief explanation of it? Yeah, DMT is called um, dimethyl um, um, dimethylene, um, which you call penoline. Also, um, you can get the book called DMT, um, the Spirit Molecule. All right, DMT, the Spirit Molecule. That's the name of a book. Um, I can't remember the author right now, but um, you can get that book. You know, um, it's real. Real 
with the information as far as what DMT um, um, actually is. Um, um, it's also called um, dimethyl trifluoramine. Um, um, you know, in which that you can actually look it up, and it shows the effects. You know, which is heightened psychic awareness. Um, actually, is probably it's, it's called the most powerful psychedelic substance in the world. That's what it's called. But um, you would definitely want to um, check that out. Um, this research in which that is going on. And I'm trying to see that I'm trying to um, try to find out the guy's name. Um, let me see here. All right. Um, his name is Dr. Rick Stroutman. Strauss Stratzman. S um S T R A S S M A N. Strassman. He's an MD, and he theorized that the um. That their methyltryptamine is produced within the pineal gland of the human brain. All right, um, the provivial third eye. He says this may be supported by evidence of DMT within human cerebral spinal fluid, although scientists have yet to determine exactly the origin of the compound within the body. Um, Strassman suggests that DMT psychodetic properties may explain the phenomena of near death and naturally occurring mystical experiences. The body may release DMT spontaneously during dreams or when close to death. Remember, sleep is the sister of the death. All right? Rick notes that the significance of Hindu and Buddhist teachings of the crown chakra and the third eye in relation to the meditative enlightened states practitioners can master. It's possible that through meditation that DMT is released via the pineal gland. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so what is uh Strassman's first name again? Um, Rick, Doctor Rick, Rick. Strassman. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. T K. Strassman, S T R A S S M A N. He's the M D. All right. All right. Um, I remember you mentioned something about melanin having DNA. Could could you explain that? Yeah, melanin has its own DNA. Okay. You get the book, Melanin Key to Freedom by an um, African origin of biological psychiatry, both books by Dr. Richard King. He explains um, in there that melanin has its own DNA. Um, in other words, melanin has 12 strands of DNA. Um, so as this energy comes, you're able to absorb this light or photonic energy through your melanocytes. You're actually able to, um, you know, you have your antennas, which is your hair. You have your um, color of your skin, you know, which is the, you know, the melanin, um, carbon. And you're actually able to crystallize, you know, through the working of this energy. You know, like I said, it's 6,000 to 2 million degrees, um, you know, in temperature. You know, and so um, you actually are a crystal child you know, um, in that particular regard, once you learn how to master these particular energies, you know. So that's really what, you know, um, all of this comes down to, you know, about melanin has its own structure. Um, also, Dr. Deborah Blair uh, speaks about how melanin has its own DNA um, also. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.